Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin. And I'm Will Lentz. And we're your hosts. Today we are joined again by the wonderful, magical Isabella Frappier to talk about (laughs) What is that word? It's desire. There we go. I was like, I don't know. We're talking about desire and arousal. (laughs) And how that can differ between partners, even um, differences since the pandemic. Uh, I have quarantine brain, so I don't even know. But so before that... (laughs) We're planning on talking about new hobbies that we've uh, started enjoying or like priorities or things that have come up that have surprised us. But I I just my brain is scrambled. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I think I think I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to talk about is how. Uh, it's important to acknowledge that things are different now, right? And like, as yeah. much as the world is trying to be like, this is the new normal, which, yeah, it is in a lot of ways. Um, there's also things that have changed that you might not have recognized. And uh, it's important to, I think that this whole episode is about that. It's important to acknowledge that and say, you know, that this is what it is now. How do I, how do I move through that? And that's why we want to talk about hobbies and stuff, things that might have changed for right. us in the, in the quarantine era. Thanks, Will. Really keeping it together. Trying to. Trying to. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, man. I think like a big part of quarantine and social distancing and this period for me has really been like so marked by severe <laughs> emotional roller coasters, like very quickly oscillating back and forth between like being happy and sort of euphoric and enjoying this time and then like the world is ending so much fear so much depression and you know um but yeah I think the biggest thing that I've realized is I I was in a really big mindset especially since moving into a new apartment onto my own Um, and having like my bills go up quite a bit is that I had no time like I was just working all the time Mm -hmm. and I was really just surviving and that I love having time (laughs) like time to color and to just to cook even though I hate cooking but um yeah to do anything that like play games I I love playing games and I I haven't haven't had this, this much time to do that in so long I think that's one of the things I've seen people talk about is that like at the very end of the day, well, not the very end of the day, there's a lot of, a lot of people are going through a lot of different things, but for some people, yeah. this has been a gift of time. Um, it's, it's time to reassess what you have been doing. It's time to figure out if that's been working for you. For others, they haven't had that time and that's, you know, that's just yeah. the different experiences we're going through. But, um, but I think that's good. It's a good perspective to have because I'm sure you could also look at it like, oh, no, I have nothing to work on. Let that depress me more. But instead, you try to take a look at the positive side of it. And how can this reset what I'm working on? Well, and it's interesting because a couple, uh, like, of the narratives that I've played throughout my lifetime are coming up now even of, like, I don't have enough time, which sounds ridiculous, but, like, I'm Mm -hmm. still playing into that of, like, there's so many things I want to do and somehow there's still not enough time. And so just recognizing that and being like, okay, cool, 
I can let that continue to rule my mentality and how I operate on day to day or when I legitimately have all this time I can address and be like okay where where's that coming from and how do I either accept you know that there are only certain amount of things that you can do in a day um, and sort of move through it so I think that's kind of the coolest part for me of this is like and most difficult is like really being forced to to head on those narratives and those those behaviors that aren't helpful yeah you know and now I have time to like actually look at them which is great and challenging (laughs) I mean that I think that that's really uh it's really good perspective and it's something that I need to consider too because I I didn't even realize I was doing that to myself until um you said that just now but I'm the same way it's like I was busy before and then for a minute I wasn't when it started and then I just filled up my calendar again and now I'm like oh is this just my is it is busy the only thing I know how to do? Totally. Uh, yeah, me too. Productive, yeah. busy, um, like, yeah, scheduling. Like, that's, like, one of my biggest qualities that I cling to. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's really put that in perspective. Um, but Isabella is amazing, and she brings a lot of lovely tips, especially for communication between partners, quarantined or otherwise um, separated, and even for solo, you know, to explore pleasure and what that looks like, even if you have no desire or arousal. Um, And she talks about the difference between those. So we hope that you're enjoying these shorter episodes. We're enjoying making them and, and keeping content coming out. So thanks again for being part of our community and enjoy. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. Hey, welcome to Finding My Yum. Uh, Isabella Frappier is back again for part two. I'm super excited. As a reminder, she is a sexual activist and pleasure mentor focused on body literacy and sexual sovereignty and just sovereignty. Good Lord, that word was hard for me. Um, And just like a wonderful, incredible human being. So thank you for being here again. My pleasure. You said it really well. People like, I have so many tricky parts of my bio. People mispronounce it <laughs> and you like nailed all of them. Thank you so much. I've been working, like I say, we have like an opening for every episode now that we say. And so I've been like working on my diction <laughs> and, and getting all the words right. Nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, anyways, so continuing. So this week we're going to talk about... Um, communication if you are quarantined with a partner even if you're separate um separated from your partner or you're solo um like navigating desire and arousal what those actually mean um because I know you have you were talking about sex drive and that um well I'll let you talk about how you feel about that but yeah so uh let's just launch right in (laughs) yeah so uh first off like the term libido is kind of a misnomer like it's not really um it's not accurate in the way that people think it is. And so I usually say sex drive. And sex drive fluctuates a lot, particularly if you are a internal reproductive person, someone, I just like, we need to come up with better terms for anatomy and description. Cause I hate saying female, but if sure. you have like interior reproductive anatomy, sure. if you're a cyclical being in that way, uh, your sex drive is going to fluctuate a lot throughout the course of the month, depending on your hormones. Whereas people with external anatomy, they may identify as male. They have a 24 hour hormone cycle. So their desire, their arousal tends to fluctuate very differently than it mm. does for female folk. And 
regardless of either of those two things, we're in a fucking pandemic and crisis really <laughs> In case is you a forgot. Lot. In case you forgot. Uh, spoiler alert, it's still going on. It's still happening. And so part of what's really important to understand about arousal and desire is how much the nervous system is a big factor, plays a really big role. So if you are in a space of stress, whether that's from specific stressors, like a global pandemic, or your boss being annoying, or you hating your job, or if they're more systemic stressors, like being a person of color, being a woman, there's a lot of different ones like that. You might've find that those things affect your sex drive. Now, that's important to know just because when we understand the science of why our body is doing what it's doing, it can help us be a lot more compassionate instead of judging ourselves. I'm real prone to self-criticism, self-judgment spirals. So science is helpful for me me to understand. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a helpful tool to understand like, oh, okay, that's why my body is doing this. That makes sense to me. I don't need to fix it or solve it right now. I just need to understand that this makes sense. Sure. And then we can come to ourselves with more compassion. And then that more compassionate, neutral mindset also as a lovely positive can really help the design and arousal system flourish. Now there's a little bit of a distinction between design and arousal. I'm just going to touch on them super lightly because we're, we don't have a ton of time today, but I'll put it this way. Desire is like literally having the desire, the interest in having sex. Mm-hmm. whether that's partnered or solo or many partners. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your sexual makeup looks like, desire speaks to literally your desire to want to do that. Now, arousal is how that manifests in the body. Hmm. People use those terms interchangeably. And in my opinion, they're not interchangeable, but s- stress and being really activated in the nervous system affects both of those things. It might affect them differently in your specific makeup. So I'm certainly seeing clients who still have a lot of desire and no arousal. And I'm certainly seeing clients that have arousal and no desire. That's a whole other podcast is arousal non-concordance, which is something that people at vulvas get a lot of. Yeah, like you're feeling I've horny, that. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like you feel really horny, but like your pussy is not activated at all. Yeah. So, Or even the other way, like my brain is totally out of it, but my body is having an arousal like experience and I'm like, I don't understand. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Which like trigger warning, brief mention of sexual assault um, can really happen for folks during sexual assault as well, just as an interesting sidebar. Um, But back to arousal, sex and pandemics. Yes. Uh, Pandemics fuck up your arousal and desire systems. So regardless of if you're having solo sex, partnered sex, or virtual sex, if you're not quarantined with your partner, you may be noticing a difference in your quote-unquote libido. Now, what's really interesting if you're in partnership, whether you're together or separate, is that might be presenting super differently for your partner, which is why now more than ever, it is so important to have really good communication with your partner. One of my favorite things to say to my partner in terms of this context, not just in general, um, (laughs) in terms of this context is saying, I have the desire to have sex, but I have no arousal right now. Can you help me? Okay. So then that gives our partner something to do and something to work on with you rather than just being in a space of like, why does my partner not want to have sex with me? So it's like in more layman terms, it's like the, you like the idea of having sex, but you're not ready for sex right now. Mm -hmm. 
And I think people are a little bit familiar with this sometimes in partnered sex, but not that familiar with it for solo sex. Mm. So really important to be scheduling sex with yourself, scheduling sex with your partner. If you have a partner that you want to have sex with, or you want to want to have sex with them, (laughs) but particularly if you're having solo sex and the time comes around that you've scheduled and you don't have arousal or desire, it's great to have specific tools in your tool belt that you can go to so that you're not trying to think of them in that moment. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. So some of the tools that I really like is anything that will drop me into my body. So I really enjoy movement. I really enjoy dance. I really enjoy stretching. I like just moving my pelvis. Like if I'm cooking, I'll just put on some music and like rock my hips and roll my hips around to get that blood flow going in there. Uh, Meditation is good. Maybe journaling is good putting on lingerie, taking a bath. It's going to look different for each person. So it's a really great idea to do some journaling and brainstorm some, like a really nice sexy list for activities that really activate your arousal and desire. And those activities might look different for arousal versus desire. So that when you're in the moment wanting to get activated, you're not like, oh, wait, what might you, was it a walk? Was having a walk one? Was scrolling mindlessly on Instagram for an hour one of them? you know (laughs) get like such bad decision fatigue particularly for a really activated nervous system so just having that list you can look at okay cool i'm just going to pick one and particularly if you're struggling with desire you probably won't be in the mood to do it like i'll be honest with you eight times out of ten i'm not interested in dancing not interested yeah two times out of ten that sounds pretty good but most of the time i'm like not that into it but then after my dancing and during, hopefully, I start feeling, oh, okay, yeah, 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 no, this is really good. I'm really glad I did this. I never do a sensual or erotic <laughs> dance session. And then I'm like, mm, that was a mistake. I really wish sure. I had just vegged out on the couch and watched something dumb. You know, and like all that shit is valid. But if you're trying to get yourself into a sexy space, like that's probably not the right call. Totally. Yeah, I, I've never regretted moving either in any capacity (laughs) especially with like an erotic focus which like I've taken your class um a couple times which is awesome thank you yeah and even like a movement class or like a normal dance class you know like literally just moving the body I find that there's like resistance and then all of a sudden there's this moment each time where it just clicks and I just like finally release and let go and that release feels good in whatever way it possibly can, you know, however it manifests, if it manifests in desire and arousal, cool. If not, not a big deal, but it like moves something through. Yeah, I think it's so funny. Um, yeah, I do teach this class, Erotic Emotion. It's a class and a woman's circle. I teach it every Friday. Um, and sometimes on Saturdays, I pop the request. But mm-hmm. uh, it's funny, in the sharing circle afterwards, usually at least one to sometimes four people will say, I really wanted to cancel. It took all my self-control to not cancel. And I'm so glad I didn't. And I feel that still when I'm teaching and facilitating the class, I want to cancel it sometimes because I just don't want to show up and do it. And then I do it and I feel fucking amazing. And I think like, what on earth was I thinking trying to get out of this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like be your own dom, be your own top a little bit and commit to the shit that you know will make you feel good because your arousal and desire systems are not working how they've ever worked before because you're living through your first pandemic, hopefully one and only pandemic. Oh goodness, yeah. 
it's <laughs> not working how it's supposed to, how it has before, you know? So supposed to needs to get thrown out of the window and instead make this list of things that make you feel nourished and make you feel sexual. I'm really encouraging people to prioritize sensuality over sexuality right now. Sensuality tends to be a gateway to sexuality anyway. But if we're going straight into sexuality, that's also kind of like trying to go straight into the arousal system. No, we need to like cozy up to the desire system. Be like, yo, you want to put on some lingerie? You want to dance around with me? What you want to do, girl? Yeah. <laughs> right? And then we're like, okay, now let me holler at you. You know, it's sure. not like an immediate thing. And then I feel like there can be communication with yourself, like solo and with partners in both ways of like, not even just like I have the desire, but I don't have the arousal. Can you help me? But like, I'm not in that headspace. Can we do something else? Can we come back to this? Or like other, oh, definitely. yeah, do you have other suggestions of ways to yeah. open that Let's kind like of communication? Explode open the idea of sex. And again, go back to that idea of pleasure and connection. So like, if you don't even want to do anything in that space, like what might that look like instead? Like, could you put on some nice music and take turns giving each other full body massages. Maybe even that feels like too much and you just want to be in your cozy sweatpants and maybe just rub each other's feet, you know, and watch a movie that you really enjoy or take a bath together, take a walk together safely. There's so many other ways that you can engage in connection with your partner or connection with yourself that don't look or feel overtly sexual. Right. And it's totally fine and valid to not feel sexy right now. And I think it's a really delicate line for us to navigate and talk about and let each other know when we fuck up of saying, hey, I thought I was in the mood for sex. I've tried a couple of things to get me there. And it's just, it's actually just not my headspace right now. And here's what I would really like to do instead. How would that look for you? Totally. Yeah, that's really useful and scary in a and I feel like a cool growing way of like yeah. exercising the ability to set boundaries and to communicate your feelings and emotions and like where you're at currently in like a loving, supportive, open way. Vulnerability is beautiful and it's yeah. important and it's a connector and it also can be really sexy. Yeah. Totally. I've certainly like not been in the mood for sex and then had like a really connected conversation with my partner where I cry and I'm really vulnerable and then I'm super horny afterwards. You know, that's just like my <laughs> one of my systems. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too, exactly. We're like, oh, let's fuck about it, you know? But yeah. totally valid if that's not where you're at. Like, <laughs> You don't have to use your tears for lube, you know? You <laughs> um, well, this has been amazing and so helpful and enlightening. Thank you for sharing so much of My your pleasure. wisdom. Uh, once again, how can people get in contact with you? Um, best way to find me is isabellafrequier.com that has all my links for everything you can sign up for my courses i have a course coming out called serve which is central wellness support for times of crisis it's going to be extremely affordable and go at your own pace very very supportive and i'm very active on instagram <laughs> at bella <laughs> um that's just like a really fun way to connect with me every two weeks i do a free sex body pleasure q a and on the alternate week i do this thing where I read things out loud that people want to hear said, which is really beautiful. <laughs> Fun. Um, well, you're such a dear. Thank you for, for being here and, and especially making time out of your busy schedule. Um, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yay! Woohoo! Woohoo!
Woo-wee. <laughs> it's too hot to it's like too hot yell to do a full. loudly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody just rang my doorbell. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> oh, they're like, hey, I just listened to the podcast. Uh, Isabel, thank you so much for coming on for part two. That was absolutely delightful. It was so lovely to connect with you again. Um, please follow her and check out her courses that she has. I've done her erotic in motion dance class and it's amazing. Um, so check that out. And then as always, please follow us on sh- social media. Good Lord. Could you do it? <laughs> I will, we'll try. I'm hot too. Uh, follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Finding My Yum Podcast. Email us at FindingMyYum at gmail.com. Uh, oh, you nailed that. Slide us, into, slide us into your DMs is what I just said, so I'm not nailing that. Um, rate, review, oh, subscribe, share with Please. anyone that you can be around in this hot, hot time. Oh, my gosh. Please share it with... Uh, 87 people nice. this week and say hello and tell them that you love them because yeah. they probably really want to hear it. That's nice. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, we're going to have a two-parter on uh, domestic violence. So look forward to that. Wow, we are messes. 